Hello, I'm Joseph Lidster, one of the producers of the Dark Shadows range for Big Finish Productions. In this podcast, Robert Dick escorts actress Stephanie Aline to the latest Big Finish Day convention, where they meet fellow actors, producers, and speak to a number of fans. So we're still at the start of the day, and I'm now speaking to Stephanie. Matthew Waterhouse, hassling people. Um, I'm now speaking to Stephanie at the start of the day. What are you expecting? To do? You've never done anything like this before, have you? I have neither ever attended a fan event as a fan or as a participant, so I am really quite excited, and I'm kind of glued to Matthew Waterhouse's side because, of course, he is a pro all the way back from That's playing Adric. That's one thing Adric. you could call him, yes. <laughs> exactly. I just love the fact that Joe Litzel's voice just booms, no matter how far away he is. His laugh. His F1 cue. But, um, so, you've already had couple of people, I mean, we've barely, we haven't really started yet. The event's been on for 10 minutes. Oh, that's right. But you were signing autographs before that even started. Well, I was startled because I was saying to all my friends that find it hard to believe that I'm actually in the alternate world of Dark Shadows, married to the notorious Matthew Waterhouse. He's not listening. Say what you like, he's I'm not listening. I glue myself to Matthew's side, but of course there'll be thousands of people wanting his autograph and I'll be sort of waving. I'm here too. So the fact that two people wanted my autograph already, the shine from Matthew is starting to glimmer on me too, you see? Yes. So I shall pick up with you throughout the day, seeing how your day is going and find out how things... And, um, you know, I might be the only person that you'll be speaking to who's completely sober because yes. I can't drink today. Yes, you're juggling today, aren't you? You're making yourself available despite the fact that... What are you doing this evening? I'm in a play, my darling. Yes. Well, but by the time the podcast goes out, I think the play will be over. But yeah. tell people what you're doing anyway. I will. It's, um, there's this... Now, you might... I'm going to bring up the young Vic. Yes. But the play I'm in is in a little theatre across from the young Vic. Probably the smallest theatre like in London. Is it like off-Broadway? You're off young Vic? Yes, that's right. I mean, it's still in... We can say it is still in central London. Yes, very much But so. it only seats 24 people. So any of you that might want to come, you'll be in a select group. <laughs> and you do appear there semi yes, yes. You have done I, other I plays. I was in a, a very serious play a few years ago called Brilliant play. Thank you. But, but this play, my character is so different. A few people who saw that play were talking to me. They didn't realize that was me because this character is rolling around in a negligee and a very, very micro short skirt, very unlike the seriousness of an anti-war protester from the previous play. Yes, we but noticed how fun. little she had on you. I know. I, as I say, I shall check in with you throughout the day and see how your day's going and what's been going on and we'll hopefully have a nice fun podcast. I'm already having fun, but yes, thank you, sweetheart. Hello, my name's Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. Have you seen Dark Shadows, the TV show? I got into the audios first, and I got through into the television series afterwards. I'm so we brought you to the TV show? You did, indeed. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm in, I've got TV series now on DVD, but I'm still in the pre-Barnabas... Burke Devlin sort of I've years. done it like that as well. I started so, at the beginning too. So I'll start right from the beginning. And yes. It's so is it still Mitch Ryan? Oh, it will be if it's Barnabas. Still Mitch Ryan. Yeah, no yeah, still Mitch Ryan. He's brilliant, isn't he? So he's, he's like probably now, my, at the moment, watching my favourite character in the TV series. And he's in next month's audio at time of speaking. He's back. You won't know where Burke is if you haven't reached that No, I think I've, I've sort of read some stuff mm. on Wikipedia that he's sort of went missing, but obviously I don't know. I think the good thing about the audios is I don't think you really need to hear or watch the TV series. I think they're so well done. There's not, there's not so, it's not so weighed down with backstory. You can Pick actually enjoy them as a story on its own. 
So, if you hadn't seen the TV show and you did the audios first, what made you give your first Dark Shadows audio a go? Well, I've always been a sort of fan of Hammer and Amicus films, and I thought it was horror, and obviously I love the stuff Big Finish done. And I'd heard about Dark Shadows, I'd read about it in TV Zone magazine, it was like basically about a vampire soap opera, which is obviously what everyone says it is. I thought, I'll give that a go. I like horror stories, I thought. So I got the first one, House of Despair. And sort of oh, carried on from there. So you did the, you just gave the first one a go then? That, yeah. was, that was what I was leading up to, was yeah. what was the first one you got? So you just bought the first, first one? First one, yeah. I've, I've loved them ever since. Probably, in my opinion, the best range Big Finish do. How many of them have you bought since? I've bought all of them. All of them? I've just bought the last... You get an award. I've just been the last, the last three the last three months, I've just bought them now. So I had so I thought I'd get them while I was here. Excellent. So... Yeah, all of them. Do you have favourite characters? Favourite characters in the audios, I'd probably say now it's probably Amy. Oh, just as she walks into the room. Hello, Amy. Hello, Sam. My my favourite new character. We just asked him whose favourite characters were, and he said, well, Amy. And you appeared over the shoulder. You yeah, see, no. I'm hugging him. We set that up beforehand. No, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. It's all pre plans. So, what do you like about Amy, bearing in mind that she can hear you? Well, things like obviously the fact that she's had to play a character from the past, and obviously she's had to create an adult version of that character. I just think it's been intelligently done the way that obviously the writing helps as well. The fact that it's, you can tell this character's had a tortured past, and she's an adult trying to make the most of her life. And I think it's just pitched perfectly the way it's done that. There's no sort of like... Sometimes it could lead to really bad angst, if you know what I mean, where it's not you don't get that. It's just like... It's, it's nice. good angst we've got here. It's yeah. interesting angst. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's a good, realistic character in a um, realistic setting, obviously. But... Are you happy with that, dear? Is that, did that sum me up? absolutely delighted with it. It's so wonderful to actually meet one of the people who, you know, who listen to this, who aren't involved in it, and have such intelligent, perceptive comments about it. You've really thought about it. It's wonderful. Yeah. What about from the TV show, favourite performance who are doing audios who were in the TV show? Um, probably KLS, um, Nancy Barrett as well, I think, is really... You're a big fan of the flip side, like me. And flip you know, side's yeah, a brilliant yeah. story. And I, I just keep bringing it up, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nancy was just brilliant in that. It really was such a... Again, that could have been very, again, angst-ridden. It could have been a bit, you know, sort of cringe-worthy, angst-ridden, like some modern dramas do. He wasn't, it was just pitch perfectly. You used to tell this was a character who had been through a hard time and was just trying to make the most of her life. Hello, mother? Yes, yes, I know what time it is, but I, I also know you'd already be up, even on a trip. Early to bed, early to rise, and all that. No, no. Nothing's wrong. Yes, I've, I've been drinking, but... No, no, j n just stop. I, I just... I just wanted to tell you that I... I miss your face and your voice, and... And I miss you. But I wanted to tell you I've made a decision. I'm going to, to college. <laughs> With Amy, yes. So, is there anybody you would like to hear more of? Either that you haven't heard at all, or that you think, oh, I like them, they should come back. Well, I've, I've, um, hopefully, it will just be mixed as one performance. Hopefully, it'll be back. Obviously, it depends on how the story ends. Obviously, so I, love, I love the character of Burke Devon. I think he would also, obviously, I've not got to the final of the story, but I think he could work very well in supernatural stories as well. Because that's all like. 
a man who believes in what he believes in. What, what about, as I now see, that we've been joined again by Matthew Waterhouse, what about Andrew Cunningham? He was a lovely character. Wasn't he was he? an absolute swine, but again, brill- <laughs> brilliantly pitched. You know, that, that could have been a character that could have been so over the top. Hopefully we'll hear either Andrew or Matthew again. Very much, hopefully, yes. Well, that's got me off to a good start for my podcast and for the day. Thank you very much, Simon. Enjoy your day. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm now speaking to two British customers who are here today and have been looking at the Dark Shadows series, haven't you? Yes. So that's easy. Yes. Would you like to say hello and say a name, please? Hello, I'm Adam. Hello, I'm Rose. You're named after the characters in Doctor Who, your favourite episodes, Dalek and the Long Way. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard any Dark Shadows CDs before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What prompted you to give it a go? It's not a TV show you've seen. Have you, have you seen any of it? Unfortunately, no. no. So what made you give a Dark Shadows CD a go then? At the last Big Finish Day, there was a panel, and it was from the interviews with the creators. Oh, that's good. I did that, so I must have worked then. Yeah. It was about Bloodlust. I think they just released the volume one, so listened to that, and then came out and bought the CD straight away. <laughs> I listened to it in the car on the way home as well. Absolutely fell in love with it. Hurrah! So Bloodlust was the first Dark Shadows CD. So you then bought uh, volume, volume two, two afterwards, have you got any other ones? What We've have you got, got London's Burning. Louise Jameson. Was yes. That, was that the appeal there? There was a Doctor Who fan? Uh, we thought we'd give it a try, yeah, because, yeah, well, we like uh, Quentin Collins' character, and we know Louise has done quite a few other things before we give that one a go, and it's, we've really enjoyed it. And then we've got The Twinkling of an Eye. The Creeping Fog. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what with, Mat- you- <laughs> with Matthew Waterhouse in did it. Did you get the hard sale from Mr Waterhouse? We did get it up from him, but yeah. we did get the hard sale, because we wanted to get it anyway. <laughs> have you you bought some today, haven't you? What ones have you got to yes. look forward to today? Uh, the House by the Sea with Colin Baker in but, it. Which I see Joe Lister has signed for you. Yes, and he's also signed Beyond the Grave as well. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hello, my name is Jason Haygallery, and I'm the executive producer of Big Finish. You're then, basically, you're in charge of everything. It's your company. It is my company, yes. And you came up with the name as well. I did, yeah. Tell them, because the Dutch artists people might not know where it comes from. Ah, right. Well, Big Finish is actually an episode of a series called Press Gang, which was created by Stephen Moffat. And I know that name. Yes, he's the executive producer on Doctor Who, the television series, as well as creating Sherlock with Mark Gatiss. I loved the series Press Gang when I was uh, growing up and when I was at university. Um, so when I went to start a production company, I thought, I'm going to name it after an episode of Press Gang. And I went through, and the first episode was called Page One. And I thought, Page One Productions, brilliant name for a production company. Went and looked, unfortunately, Page One Productions was already taken. That was such um, a good name that somebody yeah, had already used Already them. thought of it, so gone. So I then looked at Rock Solid which uh, when we got the logo back, I looked at it and thought, Rock Solid Productions, just looks like we make porn. <laughs> so, um, so basically that went, and then we went with Big Finish, which looks even more like we make porn. You may have to edit this, but it's, uh, but yeah, so we end up with Big Finish Productions, which was the final episode of season two. Uh, and actually it's been such a wonderful name to sit behind because it's a bit like, t- Big Finish, ta-da! This is what, Big Finish Day number seven. It is, is, yes. It is. Uh, there's a few things that happened recently where we have looked back on the last few years. And I am reminded of the fact that we started this as a hobby. Gary Russell was going to produce six CDs a year 
part-time. That was it. And we thought we might get away with it for a couple of years. I think Gary wanted to do it on cassette as well, didn't he? Gary was the one that said, no, they won't buy CDs. Oh, yeah, on no, CDs. started on cassette, yeah. absolutely. And we now have a worldwide reach because of what's happened with the internet and the fact that people can come to our website and download. www.bigfinish.com yeah. Speaking of it, sort of being a worldwide mm. base, Dark Shadows is a slightly unusual one. Is that I think that most of yes. the market is overseas, isn't it? It is, yes. A lot of markets in America, which again, because of the internet site, you know, is great for us. It's a series that, first of all, I was made aware of by John Aysworth and then subsequently by Stuart Manning. And Stuart's basically put forward a very cohesive pitch for why we should do it. And I thought, you know what, let's do it. Let's give it a go. Let's do something which is outside our safety zone, i.e. something that's not British. It has meant, because all the actors are in America, we've been recording most of it in America. We also record over in the UK and we merge the two together. But overall, it's been a fantastic experience. When we've done the conventions over in America, I've got to meet actors like David Selby, who has always loved his work. Um, I watched him in Falcon Crest. I watched him in a lot of movies. He, I loved him in um, The Social Network, for example. He had a great cameo in that. And um, to, to actually meet him and chat to him has been a delight. I noticed quite a few people discussing Tortured on the forums and mm. they're like, well, but a lot of the Tortured cast are based in America and I was like, they are. Big Finish are no strangers to the club thing no, in America. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. I mean, I went over, I worked on um, The Vault with Daphne Ashbrook. Well, yeah, she recorded over there. Yeah, yeah, she recorded over there because she was over there at the time. It's actually, it's an obvious thing to do. As you say, a lot of the actors who make it in Doctor Who and Torchwood and things like that, go and go back to America or try and make their career in America uh, on the back of having a hit show in the UK. And that's very understandable. Yeah, we've been recording a lot over there. And obviously the big Dark Shadows thing this year was Bloodlust, which yes. brought out in a sort of different way. Totally, and it worked immensely well. <laughs> so we're trying to we're trying to do that again. We'd love to do that again. But it's it's coordinating everything, the actors, the scripts the director, you know, getting it all together. But we hope to do that again very soon. So there's nothing concrete yet, but it's something that it's you coming. can very much it's hope coming. to do. We hopefully will be announcing it soon. But, we but it really did work on the two episodes a week. People really yes. hooked into that, didn't they? No, absolutely. And we saw that in terms of people coming back time and time again to support it. And so. have you been able to see, has that had a knock-on effect to the new season of the dramatic readings? Has that sort of followed, people followed through? Um, yes, I think a few have, yes, absolutely. But I think they do prefer the dramas. So we're going to go and do the dramas again. Brilliant. At some point soon, hopefully. It's because it's... The, it's the 50th anniversary next year, so that would be a big drama to tie in. That would be well, we've been doing this now for 10 years. It's actually it's 10 years in March 2016. Um, so it is a so long it, time. It's 10 years of Dark Shadows, Shadows from yeah. Big Finish yes. and 50 years of Dark Shadows. Yes. Well, that has to be worth celebrating. It must be worth yeah. celebrating. Well, I shall let you get back to whatever Big Finish you need to do now, Absolutely. as it were, Mrs. I'll probably but, be signing something yeah. there. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking the time, Thank Jason. Thank you very much. Cheers. Checking in again with Stephanie Allen to see how your day is going. Her day is going very well. Who are you? I'm Matthew Waterhouse. He's my I'm, mentor. I'm her mentor. I'm training, the ropes. Her. I'm training her in the art of celebrity. Yes. Does yeah. that mean that I have the award-winning husband and wife? I have the Bodley, you do, the two best actor, uh, best actor winners, winners um, of Big Finish. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Voted yes. by Big Finish for best actors and ever. And a rather famous writer is behind you, yes. looking shy and retiring. If I could, yeah, if I could vote for best writer ever, it might well, I would, might well go for Joe Lidstone. 
the whole thing is an education here. Yeah. yeah, so Matthew Waterhouse has been helping me understand things. Like when someone gives you a CD cover to sign that is mostly black, you do not use a black pen. You use a gold or silver. It's these small details that this make the blend. celebrity signing treadmills. Thousands of apples. Well, not the BBC, apparently. At that 50th anniversary of signing event, they gave us a load of black pens. And I said, Look, could we have a silver pen? We haven't got any silver pens. We haven't got any gold pens. That's a bit of a problem because all the things we were signing were dark. Wow. It, it's true. Yeah, that, that was the BBC could, 50th anniversary event. <laughs> Joe, could you go up and talk too loudly again? Because that way it might be more interesting than the stories. <laughs> oh, I love, I love Matthew's no. anecdotes. It's a shame you don't live over here all the time. And all we can't I'm hear more of your <laughs> exciting tales. I'm sick of these from the world of Doctor relationships. Who. He's either in America or he's in the underworld. I mean, please, I need some. Why do you keep putting on the accent? That's my native accent. Oh, it's a native accent. Sure, that whole range of accents is just unimaginable. A to B, it's just incredible. Unrealistic. Because you are a New Orleans girl when you lay hung. Yes. New Orleans, baby. That she was born in the same city as Louis Armstrong to me is just so hot. Well, we're sort of having a Louis Armstrong moment or two because yeah. the other night Matthew observed that, in his opinion, Louis Armstrong could perhaps be the most innovative and important artist of the 20th century. I did argue that. Do you remember that. making yes, that case? Yes, I did argue that case, yes. And then uh, just even more important than Picasso, arguably, as indeed the poet Philip Larkin. Uh, in terms of his influence, it is probably the widest. It is probably yes, he probably is. At he was the heart actually of 20th century art. Big fan of Dark Shadows as well, wasn't he, Louis Armstrong? He subscribes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From yes. beyond, yes. Yes. Many actually, of the characters. Louis, what did you think of Bloodlust? Yes. One not for you. <laughs> what a wonderful. <laughs> 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 Hello, I'm uh, Paul Guest and uh, fan of the series, uh, brought into the TV series by Big Finish. What made you buy your first Dark Shadows audio then? I have to admit the answer is sat over there. Matthew Waterhouse is the reason that I bought my first Dark Shadows CD. Did you hear that, Matthew Waterhouse? I did, thank yes. you. Are, are you true, pleased so to be bringing people cost- into Dark so Shadows? many of our customers have been drawn into Dark Shadows by my fabulous voice. And in fact, by, <laughs> by, 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 by Stephanie, my my fictional wife's fabulous voice as well. Behave yourselves, I'm going, ba- I'm going back to Paul now. So was it The Creeping Fog then? Was it that was the indeed The Creeping Fog. I, mean, I had been aware of Dark Shadows beforehand as a comic book franchise, the Gold oh. Key comics I'd read. But not having seen the television series with context, it was just a, a funny, spooky comic. And so you... Uh, oh, he played Daddy, like I like Doctor Who, I like Daddy, yeah. like I, I shall give this a go. And it scared me witless. Hurrah! <laughs> Simon Gellier's in the building, we shall make sure that he hears yes, this as well. Yes, yeah, I shall have to uh, track him down later. But uh, yes, it was yeah, very um, affecting. And from there, well, I then tracked down further stories. Uh, initially, it was um, on offers, I will admit. Uh, but since then, uh, the last two big finish days, I've acquired huge chunks of the back catalogue. So you've got everything to say. Yeah. Hey, we like you. <laughs> so do you have favourites then, if you've heard them all? Your favourite stories? Ooh, well, The Creeping Fog, presumably. Cre- as creeping Fog, yeah, as it, as it got me into the, into the stories. And um, as Matthew Waterhouse is waving at us um, from the other side yes. of the room. <laughs> um, actually, Flipside as well. 
Um, That's which, a special favourite of mine, actually. Yeah, one of the last ones I'd heard, uh, because I didn't, uh, it was one of the last, there was a sort of set in the early 40s, and they were the ones that I ended up getting there um, as they came out. So oh, a number range, yes, 41, 40. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking they're not set in the 40s, no. but I see what you mean there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, having Flipside was, it, it was just strange enough. It's the sort of thing that you could only really do with the Dark Shadows franchise. Um, and yeah, that, that always stuck behind with me. Um, and of course, Bloodlust. Hurrah! Um, the, the method of making Bloodlust available, uh, you know, it had the build-up beforehand and of course, last big finish day, we were halfway through the series <laughs> with everything still to play for. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's a perfect jumping on point as well. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a, a core moment for the big finish range. Oh, I shall make sure Jason Hegelary hears that then. <laughs> so do you have favourite characters then? Yes. Um, classic characters at the moment Burke Devlin is still up there because he's the most normal character in the series. I, I realise that watching back through the series it's because he was originally designed to just be the man on the train yes. as it were. Um, but I'm looking forward to his reappearance in Big Finish shortly. It's now going to sound as though we're setting people up because you're the second person no, who said no, Bert Devlin, no, I'm looking Bert. forward to this, <laughs> this audio. But we genuinely, gentle listener, we have not been asking people to say that, so that's very interesting. Yes. And uh, As for the Big Finish or Big Finish realised characters, yeah. I think we'll go back to Amy Jennings. Um, well, she's not in the room this time to hear see, it. Right? Exactly. Um, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, again, core character around which uh, a mythos can be built. So who would you like to hear more of in the audience? Or what, even? Well, I wouldn't want to preempt a, a what. Who, probably now that um, Barnabas, in his new incarnation, has been brought back into the fold, uh, there's a bit more opportunity to play off characters again. Um, and on screen, Barnabas and Quinton were co-leads. Yes. So that one was doing a script while the other one was busy filming. So yeah, I, I, I like their interaction with Big Finish when they do get to play off each other, but I realise that at the moment there, there exists this point just post-Bloodlust where they're in the same place at the same time. And there could be something there, but it's a matter of finding a plot for them. And is there anybody from the TV show that you, oh, it's such a shame we can't have, or... <laughs> Absolutely, and it'll be the same question that you haven't set anybody else up for. Um, shall we say it together? Is it perhaps going to be three words? Is it going to be Dr. Julia Hoffman? That was, what a surprise. Was absolutely, I mean... Let's go over to Joe Lidster. As we say to him, Paul has just been saying the character he would most like to have seen who we can't have as yeah. the actress I should say is Grayson Hall as Dr. Julie Hoffman. I think that's probably who you would choose as well, isn't it? Yes, yes. I love Grayson. She is brilliant. We're watching it at the moment and she is amazing in it and we've just got up to have you seen the T V series? Yeah, we've just got up to um, my favourite bit, which is when the Leviathan storyline is ending and the parallel time storyline is starting and you've just got this brilliant week of Gotta find Megan the vampire. Oh, I've just found a room that goes to a parallel universe. And it's the best bit where Barnabas goes to Julia. Um, but you were there, you were in this room. She says, I've never been in the East Wing. Last, a couple of weeks ago, I was having uh, dinner 
at uh, Professor Stokes' house, and over a brandy, he told me about a theory of his. And it's just like, when did you have time to do that, Julia? When do you and Professor Stokes go for brandy? But we also but, um, do have two, two Julias. Yes, uh, but it we, means have we now have Julia two Hoffman Julia and Hoffman. Hoffman, the butler. Oh, Mrs. Danvers. Yes, who is amazing. That excellent voice you just heard, I'm going to ask to introduce himself. Please tell us who you are. Uh, I'm Rob Morris, and it says on my badge I'm a writer. So I, wrote, so I know I am. Um, so yes, I, I, I wrote The Curse of Sharafa. Of which we do actually have Dr. Julia Hoffman, don't we? Indeed. Even if we don't have Grayson Hall. Uh, yep, Julia is in there. And uh, there are... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a pleasure to write for her. Because that character is so amazing. Julia was perhaps more affected. To have to deal with such a thing at, so, at such an age. I heard a crack in her voice. I didn't have to look at her to tell she had a tear in her eye, but I was surprised. The sight of this girl's grief had touched Julia somehow. Unusual for one normally so detached. I found myself wondering if it had brought back some memory from her own childhood. Had she perhaps lost someone when she was a child? I knew, however, that any such line of inquiry would be swiftly closed down. So, since sympathy would be neither needed nor welcomed, I suggested we withdraw. We're here at Big Finish Day. Have you been at Big Finish Day before? I yes, you said you bought some CD5. Yes. What do you especially like about Big Finish Day? Well, being able to interact with people, you know, and it's um, to a degree, there's also the fact that you're able to talk to the writers, the people behind it. Um, not to get spoilers out of them, but. But you get to be able to directly say, I mean, as much as you might be able to interact on Twitter and praise Matthew or uh, Joe for their performances, their writing, um, it's still at a distance. You can at least shake their hands and say thank you for bringing these characters back to us. Well, I would like to say thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks so much, Paul. Cheers. So it's now lunchtime at Big Finish Day, and I am joined by Matthew Waterhouse, Stephanie Allen, and Michelle Callum. Yeah, yeah, you get your fair share of call-outs around here. More often than not, it's nothing, but every once in a while... Well, being Sheriff of Collinsport, you really see a lot more every once in a while than in other towns. Like what happened to that Griffin woman. Or any of my predecessors. <laughs> when I first got the promotion, my daughter told me it was the kind of job where you don't live past 40. <laughs> I guess that was funnier at the time. Dark Shadows. Bloodlust. Can I ask, Lachelle, had you seen Dark Shadows, the TV show, ever? Um, I remember when it was on television. I was back in the day. Me too. And, uh, but I wasn't allowed to watch it because I came from a, my mother was very religious and there were things of the devil in there. <laughs> Which only that made me true. more curious and <laughs> desperate to see it. So I, um, we used to sneak it on when she would, you know, go out of the house. And, we, you know, so I would see like 10 minutes at a time. She'd come back in and I have to quickly change the channel to, you know, leave it to Beaver or something. So, uh, but yes, I know it, I know it very well. <laughs> and Stephanie, you watched the show, didn't you? I did. Um, I've said this before, but honestly, in the U.S. 
reruns are a big thing. So you wouldn't have had to see it when it first came out. I mean, even now there's reruns of it running, I think quite a lot, so yeah. But the only characters I remember were Angelique and Barnabas. For a little child. Barnabas was the big vampire. Yeah. There was a guy named Quentin, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. He was a werewolf. That's right. Some of the time. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. But, but I remember his name was so Quentin. scary to me. Matthew keeps telling me off because I'm watching. That's Quentin there. Yes, Joseph Lidzler is oh. now hold, holding up a photo of Quentin. And it stars Quentin and Mr. Matthew Waterhouse here. It stars me, yes. Wow. Both recorded so together. You sell CDs to Sheriff Ronda. <laughs> <laughs> you have to blame you have to blame Advec for that. <laughs> and Matthew, obviously we, we have established before that you've seen every episode of Dad Shadows. I have. I have hey. one thousand two hundred and twenty-five episodes. How yes. incredible. How did you do that? Well, it turned out when I moved to America, it turned out my partner's favourite programme as a child was uh, Dark Shadow, so one Christmas, as a joke, I bought volume one, uh, and I th it was a silly present, and I thought we would, on DVD, I mean, and I thought we would, uh, you know, we watch two or three episodes and then give it goodwill or something, and what is it, 36 volumes later, we ground to the end. Uh, it took 15 years to do it, of sort of catching, <laughs> catching the order, because it was a daytime soap, so it was five yeah. days a week, there's a lot of them, uh, but it was hugely good fun and How fascinating, amazing. I really like it. And it's funny because I mentioned it in my memoir about Doctor Who. I haven't casually mentioned I quite like this. And that's why they asked me to be in the, in the Creeping Fog. Oh, so, so that's good. Oh, gosh. So it's possible to actually catch up on my childhood. Mm. There, is could, a, yes. there is a coffin-shaped boxed set which <laughs> contains the entire thing. As indeed coffin, coffin Surprisingly little, about $300. For an awful lot of for awful lot of hours of years worth of <laughs> And Lachelle, you played Sheriff Ronda. Yeah, nineteen eighty four, three, nineteen eighty three, eighty four. That's set, and that's not bad going on. A, a black woman sheriff, and not a, a really yeah. progressive. Yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find that now in twenty fifteen. Mm. <laughs> that's an interesting yeah. point. Like, how would one research that? Was there a black woman sheriff in the States? I'm going to look at Joseph Ledster, who is here. Joe, because Joe did look into these things. Hello, Joe Ledster. I did do the research, and there were certainly female sheriffs. Um, uh, there was at least one. I, I managed to find one. And, I, and in the end, oh, I just I'm went, sure. I don't really care. It's like we've got gay characters in it who nobody has a problem with being gay. That probably wouldn't be the case. Yeah, but we're making a drama in 2015. Yes. For, in my thing, you know, if a town can accept vampires and werewolves, they can accept <laughs> they can accept black lady sheriffs and gay Native Americans, you know. Um, Mind you, of course, um, Maine is very near Vermont, which is the most liberal state in the country, and has always had a, had a, a gay population. So, so it's not that in, in No, but yes, obviously, Lachelle has my favourite line in the entire series, which is in the middle of um, episode six or seven, the big room, the big meeting, town meeting, um, where a grieving widower, uh, Michael Devereaux, I've forgotten his name then, uh, grieving widower, Michael Devereaux, um, snaps and says, I lost my wife. And you never seem to shut up about it. So, <laughs> no doubt, we'll all end up in the studio again, and I will point a microphone at you again, because we'll do a day in the life now, of the Codding Bloodlust. please put in a request to you writers in the room that there's some little interchange between Amy and Sheriff Ron, because I want to be in a room recording oh, with Miss Lachelle Coral. Oh. Yes! Oh, you see how easy it is to influence 
happens to the writers? I'm never trying to think whether they actually they, they must meet. Oh yeah, the town hall scene. Everybody meets. It's just the fact yeah. that not yeah. everybody. Like when we first yeah. come into town, but I never actually got to yeah. 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 work face to face. No, it, it is lovely to be a part of a, a ginormous bona fide theatre. It's always very pleasing that it was number one on Amazon. And, and two. That's, and that's, number I think two. that's extraordinary. When Stephen King was number three. Yeah. Stephen wow. King is always a number one in Gothic audiobooks, and not when Bloodlust appears. Yeah, he, wow, because he did cool. make it down to number three, because Bloodlust one and Bloodlust two took up the two one top two. slots on Amazon.com. I kept taking screenshots of that and sending it to all my friends in America, and they I think they thought I mocked it up, but I don't have the technological skills, do you know what I mean? That was real. Well, Jason certainly was describing it as a hit for Big Finish, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm happy for Big Finish, really. And we have had two or three people stick their head down, down the door wanting to get things signed whilst I've been talking to you, so I'm going to switch this off now okay. and let you get back to work. Thank you all. Now joined by another couple of Dark Shadows customers, who I'm going to ask some questions about it. Would you like to say hello first, the boys? Hello. Uh, hello. Would you like to tell me your names now, boys? Uh, my name's Alfie. <laughs> uh, Alfie. Uh, and my name's Callum. So you've bought some Dark Shadows CDs today. Which ones have you bought? We uh, The first volume of Bloodlust. Yes, I think we've both got that one. Yes. Oh, one each. One each, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, we we bought a whole bunch. We, we had bunch. the uh, the the mist one with uh, the keeping fog. With the keeping fog. Keeping fog. Yes. Waterhouse as well. Um, the curse of the curse of Shuraf. 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 Yes. Um, and um, the, Colin Baker. The Colin Baker one. Yes. The house by the sea. That's the by house the sea. by the sea. Yes. So you bought a nice little pile. Yes. Going by the fact that you were looking at each other there and yeah. reaching for the names, am I right in thinking you're not Dark Shadows aficionados then? You don't know much about it? I know next to nothing. Yeah, I, I was unaware that there was even a television show in the 80s or whenever. So uh, as this is today then your first Dark Shadows experience? Absolutely. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> we've got two more. <laughs> Listen, boys, we've got two more. <laughs> what prompted you then to give it a go today? Well, I read a lot of things about the very positive things about Bloodlust. And so there was a sign saying Dark Shadows this way. So I thought, okay, I'll go and, go and have a look. And there's a lovely chat with uh, Rob Morris, mm -hmm. one of the writers who ran us through what would be he good. Because of Shalafa's house. Yeah. Sort of, he went through what would be good first time ones, Bloodlust, and then obviously yeah, he's one, but it's quite good. Um, and so I thought, okay, we'll go yeah. on his recommendation. And uh, so, yeah, my, uh, Alfie was uh, Alfie was sold far quicker than I was, but I'm someone who is fairly squeamish, so uh, the idea of a horror anthology series kind of made me a little dubious, but I started talking to some of the actors that we've got here, and uh, they were so friendly. <laughs> uh, they actually talked me down because they were saying that it's not... There's not that much gore. It's quite a grim thing. The way they explained it to me is it's very similar to the what Lovecraftian kind of. It's kind of this darker and more twisted thing. That kind of appealed to me. I think Joel quite often sells it to the writers when he's saying, "I want you to do something you don't know." If it's someone who doesn't know much about Dark Shadows, sure. he says. I'll tell you what the character is, this one's a werewolf, this one's a vampire, whatever, mm -hmm. and now come up with the Tales of the Unexpected type. So, sure. so he oh, okay. quite often sells it as Tales of the Unexpected, okay, rather yes. than Hammer Horror or yes, whatever it is. Yes. So it's not really... I can think of one that presumably probably yeah. you wouldn't be that keen on listening to. <laughs> well, um, if you give me yeah. fair warning, yeah. then I'll keep the, it. The Happier Dead's quite the happy quite dead. gory. Is, is that the one with the quite grim picture? Yes, on the yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite bo both psychologically gory and 
people in the hospital that refuse to die, Gori. Okay, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's the latter that yeah, I've got an issue with. Yeah. The first part is yeah. fine, I can just about handle that. But yeah. And also, I mean, it's just the other, it was quite nice to sign something. The Big Finish, you know, the Big Finish ranges are, you know, superb, but there's not a lot of the horror in them. There's a lot of horror elements. And I go, oh, I wonder if they just, you know, take that a little little further. But so obviously, it's providing something you don't yeah. get from other Big Finish. I mean, do you do the Doctor Who range? Well, yes, yeah. again, I'm, yeah. I'm very new to Big Finish as a, as a rule. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been to one Big Finish day, which this guy invited me to, and I was very much into Doctor Who, but today I came in kind of thinking, well, maybe maybe I'll try some stuff out, but I'm not sure. But ev again, everyone's been so friendly and enthusiastic. Yeah. I've kind of, and the way they have sort of personal investment they all have in it kind of really sold me on this thing that I never thought that I'd be coming away with a copy of Dark Shadows by the end of the day, but actually it's one of the things I'm most looking forward to. Well, I know Matthew, what I always loves... Big Finish. This is his third on the tour. Really? Because he's been here as a well, as a Big Finish guest promoting Dark Shadows. Yes. He's been here as a Tenth Planet guest because him and his fellow Peter Davison either yeah. Doctor Who guests were all here together. And this weekend he's in the country, <laughs> likes us, and said, "Oh, I'll just come along." <laughs> so, so that's how friendly Big Finish. That's Matthew, lovely, Matthew yeah. just did the thing of, "Oh, if you're all going to that, I enjoy Big Finish Day." I'm going to come and join you. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of atmosphere we want at Big Finish. Well, yeah, I say we, I don't work for Big Finish, but <laughs> as someone who comes here as an attendee, it's, 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 it's a it remarkable friendly as well. Yeah, yeah, very much the passion for the project, for the, the writer. Yeah, and it's just nice how approachable everyone is. Because yeah, I've been to yeah. conventions and they're just kind of really kind of sealed off, and the higher ups just ne never say a word to lowly plebs like us. Uh, but here, everyone's more than willing to have a chat as long as they're not too busy. You, know, yeah, you, you can chat for about 10 to 15 minutes. Well, there is a Dark Shadows Facebook group called Welcome to Collinsport, I think. There okay. is the Collinsport Historical Society website, which this podcast will go on. Mm -hmm. And obviously there is the Big Finish forums where people talk about the Dark Shadows audios. So okay. if you enjoy them, join the communities. That's a little plug for you listeners as well. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's anything else that you particularly would like to say about Dark Shadows. Or no, I just look forward to having a listen and look forward to hearing more about it. I really hope you enjoy them. I think you've chosen wisely for getting into the range as a first starter and also for getting different kinds of plays. So I think you've got a nice little smorgasbord to go along with. I hope you enjoy them and I hope to see you at the next big finish day. Thank you very much. I'm Simon Garrier and this is Big Finish Day. Matthew Waterhouse is here again as well. He's popping up a lot in this podcast. Why have I put the two of you together? Simon, you know. Uh, I think it's because I done wrote a Dark Shadows Big Finish CD called The Creeping Fog. Mm, uh, uh, oh, what? Where am I? Good. Back in the land of the living. How about some tea? You? What is Mr... John Cunningham. We met in the White Rabbit. Well... I rather rudely pushed ahead at the bar. I'm in agonies about it and... What have you done to me? Please, keep it down. We're not meant to be in here after hours. I was uh, told just to write a story and then uh, somebody clever cast Matthew in it. So did you not know you were writing for Matthew when you wrote it? I think... I am struggling to remember. I think Matthew's name had been mentioned and it was a... Uh, a hope rather than a, a fixed idea. Um, there are a number of reasons why it seemed like a good idea. A, because Matthew hadn't done anything for Big Finish, 
and he was in LA, which was where it was going to be recorded. Um, but those are the sort of decisions that I don't get involved. As a writer, I'm very rarely consulted about actors or, or whatever. So it was, it was a, I think his name is. So I, I was thinking of him as I was writing yeah. it, but only because that Had was admitted. Yeah. So presumably then they approached you, did you get the script or did you just get asked, how do you enter this and this? Was that the yeah, what I got was um, a, a very one-sentence email. Um, Dear Matthew, would you like to play a mild-mannered, occult-worshipping serial killer in an episode of Dark Shadows? And I wrote back and said, I've always wanted to play a mild-mannered, occult-worshipping serial killer. So and doing it in Dark Shadows is just facing on the key. The icing, yes, because I adore Dark Shadows. So no, so yes, so that's how it happened. You know, so yeah, and then we did it. Me and David Selby did it in a little studio in LA. And the rest is history. The rest is history. It was the, as you say, it was the very first thing I did for, for Dark Shadows. Doing Doctor Who had been mooted, but I was sort of a bit grumpy about having to play a teenager, so I said, no, I don't really want to do that. That's for Big Finish, so. For Big Finish, yes. So... Um, so no, I don't no, want to inflate. But I was so impressed. But I was, no, it's true though. I was so impressed by the, the, the script for Keeping Fog. That's what made me rethink possibly doing Doctor Who. And that's that. So yeah, it was the trigger for now being somebody who goes relentlessly to Big Finish days, even when he's not invited. Yes. What, what do you like so much about Big Finish Day? I do actually. It's very different from a Doctor Who event because it is. There are many other subjects. I, I like the size of it, and it, it's it's a good vibe and. Because people are here to buy things they haven't heard, it's about something new. It's not about oh, what did you do 35 years ago. It's about oh, what's this new thing that you've done. What's this? Uh, and you know, and I'm in the Dark Shadows room today, and, and you know, as everybody listening to this knows, and um, and you know, people are coming in, and some of them never even heard of Dark Shadows, and, and they say, oh, well, we've got this, we've got this, and, and this is the premise, and all this kind of stuff. So people are discovering something new, and that's quite exciting. So Simon, we are now seeing really that it's your fault that Matthew has come back and yeah. embraced the world of Big Finish. I, I can only apologise to the uh, listeners um, but, but what Ma Matthew was saying about uh, getting new people into Dark Shadows that was why I was given the job in the first place that Joe and Davey producing it had this plan to mix up people who were known for writing Dark Shadows with people who were known for doing other things and big finished things and I must confess I didn't know Dark Shadows I'd seen clips of it I kind of knew what it was but I didn't know it that particularly Does that well. make it harder, or does Joe just tell you the things that you need to know? Joe did tell me. I had a day where I was shown bits that were going to be useful to me, so lots of Quentin episodes and, and a bit of the feel of it, and this is, the kind of, this is the kind of Dark Shadows we're trying to do. I found it extremely hard to write. Joe was very keen that I wrote a ghost story and just go for write a scary ghost story and a spooky thing. But I was also like, does this feel like, is this, is, this dark, is this anything like Dark Shadows? Will people who are buying it because of the Dark Shadows title recognise anything in it? Matthew, having told us earlier that you've seen every episode of Dark Shadows, mm. did it feel like Dark Shadows to you then, the script? Oh, it did. Uh, it did feel like Dark Shadows when I read the script. And mainly it felt like a very good script with a very good um, relationship between Quentin and this... Um, this mild-mannered lunatic. <laughs> and so, no, it's great. And I love this old, uh, slightly dank and depressing museum in wartime London. That whole vibe is great. Because sound drama is just terrific for this kind of atmospheric, ghosty stuff. Audio is very intimate. Mm. So the more you can get a texture in there of what things feel like, of, of what things smell like, of all of those things, it becomes very, very vivid. And, and that's why a ghost story is really good to do leaving now, Stephanie, aren't you? Because you're, you're on stage soon. 
That's right, my love. How has your first event been? Well, it was really rather exciting. Have people been talking to you about Amy? Yes, they've been talking about our duo mostly, about the marriage. You see, mm -hmm. it, it apparently rings chimes, chords for marriages all over the world. Yes, which is a bit troubling. <laughs> and do, do people want to hear more? Oh, yes. Yeah. I think so. He's the Pope Catholic. Indeed. As ever, Matthew Waterhouse is here. <laughs> He's going back to eSpace in a couple of days. So. But even then, his presence will be felt. It mm. permeates. Rather like a perfume. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Geranium balancing body mess. Yes. So the whole of the Guinness day is due to fate because um, Stephanie put on a bit of this geranium my special, stuff. My and special moss. The entire hotel is just drowning. I think we should give the last word to Stephanie Allen. Goodbye for now. But Amy. Will return! <laughs> so, Big Finish Day is now over. Stephen Allen has long since legged it to her play. Leaving a stench of geranium. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, just to make it clear who's all actually here, say hello, everybody. Hello, hello everybody. everybody. Hello, dear. You saw us from that. Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Joseph Lynch and I'm still here. Hello, I'm Lewis Lanton and I'm sitting next to him. I'm Matt Waterhouse, I have already left. <laughs> and I'm Rob Morris and I'm almost here. And I'm Whoever Rob Morris is. And I'm Lewis Lanton. How has Big Finish Day gone for the Dark Shadows team? Anybody? Fabulously well. We've uh, sold We're pleased. People are interested. They've loved the work. It's just beautiful. We're, we're actually, um, as, a, as a team, I think, quite good at engaging people. Mm. Um, we've done quite well, and uh, Rob Morris in particular is extremely good at mm. going over to people and saying, and what, if, what attracts you to that channel? Have you heard any? Blah, blah, blah. I used to think Joe was very good at it, but Rob's even better. I've always felt that Rob Morris is underestimated. Have <laughs> 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 you always got him Rob Morris now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn to Rob Morris, because I haven't spoken much to him today. This has been your first experience of being on that side of the table, really, is Yeah, I've, I've never had to sign anything before or, or, or sell anything before. How have, how have people like been Stephanie has never signed anything yeah. before. Yes, it's yes. true, yeah. yes. But yeah. she's been very good at it. We're talking about Rob Morris now, not yeah, Stephanie's Stephanie. Yeah. She couldn't go up to stay any longer. Yeah. But she Stephanie's is a not going to be in her play. Steph, I do have to say, Steph is a natural celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying that. Yeah. <laughs> have you signed a few Sharafas, dear? I have, yes, yeah. This month's play, because obviously we want to put this out soon after I finish, this month's play is Tainted Love, which we didn't have here today. Ooh. But Ooh. it is out this month, and you want Tell us something about what's happening in the world of Dark Shadows at the moment. Tell us, sell us Tainted Love. Oh, it's a, it's a horribly dark and twisted story of... Well, it's, well it's, we're it's kind of not giving away so what it's well, about, yeah. are we? It's, well, I was going to say it's a this twisted love yeah. story, but it, actually it's not really, is it? It's, yeah, it's an odd... It's one where we don't want to say too much about it because we don't want to give away really what it's about. But it's about... It's a script by a brilliant new writer, I think it's his first professionally produced script, he's an actor Dan Collard, who we had in Bloodlust um, he was Deputy Dum Dum I can't remember Deputy Dum Dum's real name Eric, no, I was just called Eric, Eric Hanley, Hanley. Eric Hanley of I remember Hanley. you calling him Hanley. Deputy yeah. Dum Dum in the studio all the time to ring, yeah. to ring Dan up um, so it's Dan's uh, Dan is an amazing writer, he is someone who is in the same writers group as me uh, comes to the same writers group that I do, sorry and um, he uh, brought 
was bringing in script extracts and I was going, these are really good. These are really, the dialogue in the characters you are writing are just brilliant. They are, you know, aesthetically, you know, really good. And so I asked him to pitch and for these specific characters because Kathy Cody, who plays Hallie Stokes in the TV series and We've Got Her Back, had this idea for a storyline. Um, so it's kind of what she wanted to do and then we gave it to Dan and he's made a just fantastic script out of it. Um, it's very dark. Mm. It's quite adult for the Dark Shadows range. There's, there's stuff in it. It's, it's real emotions and stuff. Actually, we've never announced this anywhere else, so I announced it here. If anybody listens, pays attention. Uh, it's set over a year, so we move us on by a year and get ever closer to return to Connorwood. But um, it moves us on by a year, so we really see relationships and so on developing over the years. Monthly releases tend to t- take place take, over a yes. day or a couple yeah. of days, don't they? We this usually, yeah, I mean, usually our release, two-hander, three-hander, four-hander, 21-hander or whatever mm-hmm. some of them are. Um, the smaller releases tend to be either in real time or certainly only over a couple of days. Uh, this is literally set from the September or whenever it is, the Bloodlust ends. It starts the month of Bloodlust ends and it finishes the following, the same month, a year later. Because in a way, though, your one actually takes place cause one evening, because although yeah. it's about an adventure in Egypt, it's actually yeah. the, what the play itself is, is yeah. Barnabas sitting down for the evening and the telling Harry. The narrative takes yeah, an hour and a half yeah. to, to, to do. Yeah. Pretty much around the same period of time as Panic is. Yeah. Panic's also taking place around about the same time with somebody else telling somebody well, else's we, story. We, played, we we decided after Bloodlust, and we realised we could do it, we decided that every audio would follow on from Bloodlust. We want to keep that serial thing going, so they must always be a standalone story, so you can listen to Panic and not know anything about Dark Shadows, you can listen to Curse of Sharapa and not know anything about Dark Shadows, and you would still get a really rewarding play. But we are moving things on, we are developing those relationships, those families, those characters we created in Bloodlust are moving on and being developed. And so you have Panic and Curse of set around the same time. Uh, and then it's Twinkling of an Eye, which is set about a month later. And as well as telling the story of Twinkling of an Eye, there are things thrown in there, like Willie has left to go with Barnabas to look for Julia. And then you have Deliver Some Evil, which is obviously set at Christmas and is... And actually starts earlier than some of those. And then yeah, and, but it's mostly set at Christmas of that year um, and is referenced in Tainted Love, so... That's the one I was thinking of, Tainted Love yes. takes place well, that's before say, yes. summer. So basically you have all these, and then and Red All Over is set at a specific time, and Tainted Love kind of provides a frame sequence for all of them. So they're all kind of referenced in Tainted Love, where someone will say... They won't say it like this, but someone will say, well, Quentin came back last night and told us about how he met his wife, Leila, you know, and things like that, but it's... So we're trying to bring it all together and move everything on. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm pleased about with this run is the fact that we're still finding newish ways to present a very small cast. Um, because obviously, you know, the, the standard thing of one person telling another person a story, uh, and therefore it's got minimal cast, there's only two or three leads and one or two other little voices. That's fine, and we've done that again a couple of times this year, because that's sort of what Panic is, that's sort of what Sharapa is. But we're, we're finding ways to actually present, you know, Tainted Love's essentially a three-handed play with with nothing much else, and yet it's not—it's not like anything else we've done. Um, you say that, but I, I think Tainted Love is the, the closest you've got to a full cast 
The majority like, of readings is yeah. It, so. it, it sort of is, but that's actually just because those three are the only ones that we really need to get a lot from. And other people pop up in it just to give it colour more than anything else, you know, just yeah. to give it a bit of um, extra... Uh, I'm not quite sure what the word is at this point, but an, an extra population, if you like. Extra um, life. Extra life, yeah, there's, there's more going on. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to just sort of not, not always just be, you know, a, a two-hander with two people trapped in a lift or whatever, you know, <laughs> but you know, because that's sort of what, for instance, the Creeping Fog is, and the Creeping Fog's brilliant, but you wouldn't want to do that every single once in life. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's good to find Even if you could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Joe mentioned Kathleen Cody. Now, oh, yeah. Tainted Love's an unusual recording for you. You did something you haven't done before. Yes. You did well, it naked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, um, I directed Kathleen over Skype. Um, so you were in England. I was in London, yes, mm-hmm. and, and she was in Florida. But she, she wanted to be... I, I, I was contacting her about how to record in isolation because we weren't going to be able to synchronise her and the other two actors. And I said, that's fine. As long as we direct it carefully and everything's, uh, everything's very carefully monitored, we'll be able to deal with this. This is, this is a situation whereby we'll... We'll get a good product out of it, but as long as, as, long as we're very, very careful about how everyone's performance, um, and that was fine. And um, but she did want directed, and she wanted someone reading lines in for her. So we got someone local to, to do that, a uh, friend of hers to read in the other parts, and me at the other end of the internet, um, sitting in, in my own home studio, watching what was going on and listening to what was going on, and making suggestions for how it might more closely match what um, Alec and Stephanie were doing and um, I think the end result is seamless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whose idea was it for you to direct transatlantically? I think actually it was Kathleen's. I think she'd have been happy to be directed locally but we would have had to send someone to Florida to do it because she wouldn't... Matthew Waterhouse could have done it. <laughs> what, from, from Connecticut? Oh, yes. he, he tugs. <laughs> well yes, I was invited to her. We mooted it as a possibility, but then they weren't recording near you. Um, and mm-hmm. But we're still aware of it as a possibility for future. But I'm, I'm available. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it. We shall, love to do we'll, it. we'll bear it in mind again in future. Yeah. But you know, she, she wanted directed by someone who knew the series and the source material. I think it wasn't just like I said, you know, would you have a friend who would come in and do it? And she went, no, I'd rather one of the teams doing it. And I was like, okay, fine. She is brilliant. Absolutely. She is going It's free. Tremendous performances, and yeah, that but I think you know Kathleen is just fantastic. She's she cares so passionately about the Dark Shadows. She cares so passionately about Hanny Stokes and the Dark Shadows range and what we're doing. Mm. Um, you know, she's she's, she's with ideas. For yeah, me. she's yes. full of ideas. Yeah. Uh, she's just brilliant, and her performance is amazing. Yeah. Speaking of having people back, I had a sit down chat with Mister Big Finish. Yes, he's. Very keen to do Bloodlust 2. That must have been a nice thing to hear. <laughs> not really, because we don't really want to do <laughs> no, it. No, we don't uh, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I just think Dark Shadows is just a bit dull. So you're not going to bother then? No, we're not going to bother. There'll be no more Dark Shadows. Can we have no. a cheer for Bloodlust 2, please? <laughs> Bloodlust 2! Yeah. No, we know exactly what we want to do with Bloodlust 2, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be even better than Bloodlust. Oh, and, and it's going to be I say that with Matthew Waterhouse in the room, who, you know, we will find a way to bring back at some point. Matthew, are you up for Bloodlust 2? Nah. 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 We've had that joke. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we yeah we have plans. What we want to do? Yeah. Uh, we, 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 
good ideas, even though yeah. we're still writing the first one now. Yeah. But we, yeah, we, 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 we made for a while. But we have chosen the writers. We know which characters we're bringing back. We know what actors are coming back. We know everything. We're just waiting for the final agreement to go ahead. There's, there is a little bit more eye-dotting and tea-cursing than usual this time. Yes. But everybody wants it to happen. Yeah. There's oh, just yes. a couple of hurdles to jump yeah, over so this we, time. We've been in the position that... Um, Within a, couple, within a month or so of Bloodlust being on sale and out there and having sold pretty well and gone down pretty well. Pretty well, you say. That well, wasn't how Jason described it. That, that's good. I'd rather Jason was more enthusiastic about that than I was. That sounds much better. Thank you very much. Um, but we, we knew uh, at that point that they, were, they wanted to ask us for another one. Um, and it, but it was just a matter of, well, actually, uh, there might be a, a, an issue getting in the way of doing it within you know days or weeks or whatever. So, so. We're sort of hanging on, just waiting for the final nod, basically. Yeah. And, and there might be a little bit more of a gap than there often is, yes, but uh-huh. wheels are moving. Wheels are moving. We're hoping that it will happen at sort of the end, in the spring of 2016. Towards um, the 50th anniversary. Towards the 50th anniversary. <coughs> getting, 50th, we, we have a, an idea in mind there as well, actually. Um, but we, <gasps> we do. We do. We want that to happen. We, we shall see. We don't know, again, whether we'll be commissioned to do it, and if we are commissioned to do it, whether it will actually work yet because we haven't thrashed out the details of it. But sure. you know, it's a it's a, another it's another plan which may or may not. And what about this one? Well, Morris Chap, is he involved in these things? He's he's involved in a bit of it at least, yes. I, I, I will be jumping at any opportunity given to me. <laughs> I, I love this show. We need someone to make the tea. Yeah. yeah. Be That's my job. You can't ask him to no, do that. No, I did it best. Oh right. so, well no you <laughs> make the tea, he buys the yeah. Speaking of wine, yeah. let's go and have some. Yes, let's. Yes, yes. Let's have a big hurrah for Bloodlust 2, hopefully, anytime soon. Dark Shadows is a Big Finish production. My name is Amy Cunningham. My name is David Collins. And my name is Hallie Stokes. Dark Shadows, Tainted Love. My life hasn't turned out exactly the way I planned. When you grow up in a family like mine, you can't expect it to. You see, my parents died. It was a car accident. My parents died. My brothers died. My husband died. My mother died. So I came to live at Collinwood. So I came to live at Collinwood. And I grew up here at Collinwood. I was just a little girl. I was just a little girl. And I was just a little boy. Me and David, we were like brother and sister. Me and Amy, we were best friends. Not childhood sweethearts or anything, but you know. But one day, Amy's brother, Chris, and his girlfriend, Sabrina, took her away from Collinwood. And not long after, Hallie's uncle moved her into Collinwood. Me and Hallie, we were best friends. Not childhood sweethearts or anything, but you know. And one day we were killed, me and David. We were killed, but we came back. And then Sabrina killed Chris, and I was alone. And we died, but we came back. But then I left Collinwood. And I found Hallie's uncle, and I became his protege. And then I left Collinwood. I went to school. I went to medical school. And he was locked up in an asylum. And then I returned to Collinsport with my husband and my boys. And I returned to Collinsport, but I was possessed. And the possessed David was responsible for the death of Amy's husband. And I was a widow. And I came back to Collinwood. And then I was free. 
and I was back at Collinwood. Two childhood friends reunited. And it's David, isn't it? Amy and David. And it's Amy, yeah? David and Amy. But then I came back to Collinwood. She came back. My old childhood best friend. And it's Hallie, yeah? David and Hallie. David and Amy. David and Hallie. All back at Collinwood. But something else is coming. Something is coming to Collinwood. And I'm going to stop it. For David.